Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. As always, I am Blake Meyer, joined by my man Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I know we can't actually hear the theme music, but I have it in my head. It's playing. It's gonna be gonna be pumped up here for this uh <laughs> this episode here. Hell yeah! I mean, now now that you're saying, it, I can I can already hear it too. Yeah. I'm dancing a little to it. Yeah, getting, there we go. Getting the vibes Get up. You know. Oh, but I'm so happy to be back here. We're getting more reviews coming in. So if anybody wants to join their review party. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we'll take all the five-star reviews you guys want to give us. We love them. They help us immensely. If you guys want to leave any, you know, little word reviews as well, also helps us a ton. We really appreciate it. We work really hard on this to bring you guys some really quality content. And we have some really, really, really big things coming up in the very near future. So the more you guys help us, the more we're able to help you guys. And we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and today and tomorrow, I guess, is your last chance to get in a five-star rating and review for the giveaway. Giving away a $100 SGPN gift card, as well as some sick baseball money is fake t-shirts that are in the SGPN store. So get those ratings and reviews in. And, you know, if you're if you're a Spotify listener, I've, I've run into this with uh, the Hockey Gambling Podcast. They're like, okay, I, there's no space on Spotify to leave a review. Just leave a five-star rating. You can always just send us uh, your words or your complaints on Twitter at, at Fake Baseball. We'll always uh, get back to them. And if you have any questions for the pod also, we'll, we'll, ask, we'll answer them if you uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Yeah, I love answering questions. I'm still sitting here answering my AMA questions from Tuesday. And mm-hmm. it is currently Thursday as we're doing this. I just answering baseball questions and helping the, the people of the baseball world is something that brings me great joy. And so – Always down to answer questions on any platform you guys want to send them over. And a little side note, I have actually been working on my Fantasy Pros ADP or yeah, my Fantasy Pros rankings, I guess you could say. Now that I'm part of the Fantasy Pros crew as well, mm-hmm. I have the ability to release some more intricate rankings for you guys on their platform. So I started with my catcher once today. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, I have those in written form on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can go read them, check it out, check out my tiers, all that sort of things. Or you can go check out me and Ryan's podcast episode where we both broke down our catcher rankings. You can find those if you've been listening to the pod. I appreciate you. But also, you already know my catcher rankings, but you can go see them in like a little cooler uh, little graph format over on Fantasy Pros. And in the coming days, I'm going to work on all my other positional rankings as well. It's got first base, second base, third base, outfield, each outfield position broken down. It's got my overall hitters, my breakouts. Everything will be on there. So stay on the lookout for that. I will let you guys know when I get those out. 
Yeah, and one more spiel here. Uh, if you're listening to this on, we've noticed more downloads on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed than the uh, actual Baseball Money is Fake feed. So uh, if you're listening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed, that's great. Uh, love the network. We got a lot of great shows on there, but appreciate it if you uh, give us a subscription, follow, and all that good stuff on the Baseball Money is Fake feed as well. It just helps uh, grow the show and gets uh, gets us into uh, more ear, ear holes out there. But now that we made it through our little before the show feed what do we got for the people today right yeah the people we got a uh, live underdog fantasy best ball mlb the bullpen draft uh doing 30 seconds per pick if you're unfamiliar with it it's uh you draft 20 people only 10 of them play per week three infielders three outfielders and three pitchers and a flex and then there's different scoring than normal, and it's best ball. So, so you draft, you don't set your lineup. Underdog automatically takes the uh, highest scoring people at each position, optimizes your lineup for that week. And then at the end of each round, it's a tournament style. So the top, I think, three people move on from round one, and then it gets more uh, exclusive from there. So basically just having some fun here with a uh, underdog fantasy best ball draft it's all, all, only five dollars so although it's uh the podcast is baseball money is fake this is some uh, real money <laughs> on the line here on baseball money is fake and i know we did that fantasy pros draft simulator draft uh, like i think it was last week or the mm-hmm. week before uh that was fun this is a it's only five bucks but it's a little more high stakes it's like actual real people mm-hmm. playing fantasy for real money so it just just like a legitimate draft this isn't a mock draft where we're like experimenting with who we might what pitcher do we want in the in the fourth round that we could see what's there no this is like this is like a real draft like ryan's trying to win some real money here <laughs> we're gonna put a good team together we'll we'll publish all the results of all the drafts that we do at the end of the mm-hmm. year so you guys can make sure we're not making this up we actually know what we're doing and i'm excited to jump into this i've personally never done a best ball draft before so i see the scoring's a little different so that may change my personal rankings on some a little bit, but that's why I'm glad we're here to uh, kind of talk through it together. It's only 30 seconds per pick, so it's not some massive clock. We kind of, kind of, kind of got to think quick on our feet. Mm-hmm. But I think it's gonna go well. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, just a few things off the top here. I mean, obviously, with only being infield, outfield, and pitcher, like catchers outside of the top few won't be drafted position scarcity doesn't matter outside of like infield versus outfield but obviously still outfield is uh, a little bit thinner than than everything else so uh yeah i'm gonna join the lobby here i'm gonna join the draft see uh how long we have to go uh fetching the draft getting in right here it's a lot of notifications we are waiting on four people and then we will be figuring out where we are drafting and uh then we'll get started here uh, yeah, this, the scoring is, is interesting here. It's for pitchers, it's a win and a quality start. They're each worth five points. And then strikeouts and an inning pitched are each worth three points. And then an earned run is negative three points. So as long as your your pitcher has under a nine year array, he will get uh, positive points. And also any other strikeouts. And uh, if he gets the win or quality starts, that that's good. And then. On the hitting side, obviously, power is king with home run being 10 points, RBI being two, run being two on top of that. But doubles are worth six. Uh, a walk hit by pitch is each three. Stolen bases is interesting. Uh, four points and then just a, a singles three points. So it typically follows the, the normal fantasy value uh, uh, slate or whatnot. But there, there's uh, some wrinkles thrown in. 
Uh, and then before we get these four spots filled, do you want to do the ad read real quick? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Mostly 200 older and present in the state where play through is available. If you're a somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, uh, yeah. You mentioned you have have not done any uh, best ball drafts before. I've done a, a, a bunch of slow drafts so far on underdog for best ball. A bunch of them, like probably between ten and fifteen, but th- that's uh, eight hour clock. I think it's even ten or twelve hours sometimes. So it's like you got plenty of time to, to make your pick and see who you want. So this uh thirty second clock is going to be interesting. Oh, uh, what are some things you've noticed so far in those other drafts? I've noticed that I, I want to get outfield early. Outfield early is key. Um, okay. Unless, I mean, looking at the screen here, you can see I'm sharing my screen that the top, what, seven guys draw outfielders. You got Vlad, Jose Ramirez, and Trey Turner there as, as infielders. But you, you want to get one of those top 10, 15 outfielders just to make sure you have a guy there. Um, I've noticed infielders you can kind of get late because you have those just power hitting first baseman because I don't think strikeouts don't hurt you here. So, so you can go for a Joey guy oh, yeah. or, or Jock Peterson or someone that's kind of a, a, a three true outcome player and still be fine. So I've noticed like even if we look at infielders here, the top ones are projected for between 1400 and 1600 points. That's the top okay. 10 or so. And then going down to between 30, uh, Vinny Pasquantino is, is 30th on infield going down to 55th where Polanco they're all projected between 900 and 1200 pretty much so there's not too much of a drop off there at infield um outfield looking at it you have the top guys and then there, there's some in that thousand to 1200 range but once you get down like I mean here the 30th Taylor Ward projected a 12 Castellanos Corbin Carroll I guess there's there's some guys in here diamonds in the rough but Lars Newtbar down here, Joey Gallo. There just seems to be less outfielders as you go down, which makes sense because there's only three outfielders per team, and then there's what five infielders and maybe more if if their DH is is yeah. classified as infielder. We uh still waiting on four people here. We were we we're debating before the show if we should uh <laughs> be waiting on this live or not, and and uh, we're waiting a few minutes now. You got yeah, any we'll get uh, to people in here? You got any Reddit AMA questions we can uh, go over here? Hey, you know what? I like the way you think on your feet. I do. Let me fire one off for you. Let me uh. Let me uh click the right I, I, I was I, I was looking up some uh some uh stuff about your boy today, and uh, it's the top prospects: Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn. Headline: Cardinals twenty-two invites to spring. So, I love uh, it. I, I'm still not sure if he's going to actually uh make the team, but if he does, you're you're all over him. So. I am, and I can't wait. I just saw uh, Eric Cross's tweet earlier. He was talking about um, rookies uh, ADP since mm-hmm. the first of the year, and Jordan Walker sitting right at I think it was two seventy four. That's that's the end of a draft. 
Yeah. And it, very Julio Rodriguez esque, even though I don't, I think Julio Rodriguez is a better baseball player. It's given me the same vibe as Julio, just the uh, very top prospect, only played in double A. So everybody's kind of like, eh, I, like how good can he really be? But he's hit everywhere, loves playing the game of baseball, is getting the legitimate chance to jump up to the major league level right out of the gate. It's a league winning type of pick if he, if he starts the year on the big league club. Yeah, you definitely cannot lose your your draft in in the in the final rounds there. But I mean, if you get someone like Jordan Walker, if he turned into a Julio Rodriguez type, def, definitely a, a good a good uh, grab there. Was what was the vibe around Julio like this time last year? Like, was there a spot for him in the outfield, or did he play himself into that? Um, he kind of played himself into it. The vibe was very um, shit. Kelnick didn't work out. Uh, Mariners have a, I don't know if it's like a widely known thing outside of the Mariners fandom, but we have a huge history of prospects just not working ever, like literally ever. Like we will call people up. I think the only prospect we had that did anything of note was Kyle Seeger. Every other one, Jesus Montero, Mm -hmm. Nick Franklin, Dustin Ackley, they all were like, they all were supposed to be these generational players that just sucked. And then Kelnick was supposed to be the next one and he has not been great. And so everybody was kind of like, you know what? Julio's played well, but it, it, it just fell in line with how all the other prospects have been going. But when he got to spring training, he put on an absolute show. I just probably where his nickname is the J rod show. He put on an absolute show in spring training and it was one of those things where everybody was just kind of like, okay, he might actually be different. And I'm curious to see what happened with Jordan Walker when he gets to spring training. If everybody's just going to be like, all right, he's he's different. Yeah, I mean but, that could that could be. I'm, I'm looking at uh, an article from March 31st last year um, on CBS Sports, and it had Julio. It, it did not have Julio Rodriguez projected to start with the team. He obviously did. But yeah, it had Kalnick projected to start in center field, and and we know, we all know how Kalnick is outside of September. <laughs> Every other month of the year, <laughs> Kalnick sucks at baseball, but September Kalnick is fun. Yeah. But right. ready to AMA question for you. All right. As we we're waiting on three people now. Which two do you like best for keepers in a head-to-head points league? They'd cost a 17th and 18th round pick. Jeremy Pena, Nick Lodolo. MJ Melendez and Andrew Vaughn. Uh, I def- uh, who was the first guy? I, I definitely think him. Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena, absolutely. And then um, MJ Melendez. I, I don't know if Lodolo has shown enough to be. Cons- I, I think he may have a higher ceiling than um, Melendez, but right now Melendez, he also has a much lower floor. Lodolo, he could just not figure it out at all. And then but Melendez has shown he can hit at the major league level. He has a catcher outfielder. He he has plenty of playing time there. So I, I think Melendez and Pena. And it's not. Um, am I just writing off Andrew Vaughn completely? Did did he is did he have a better year last year than I thought? Seventeen home runs, seventy six RBIs, hit two seventy one. Did he have a good he, second half or something? Let's let's see here. Let me check his check his splits. He's very Alex Verdugo esque. Like he's a doubles hitter with a little bit of pop to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
First half hit 301, OPS 819, 10 home runs. Second half hit 234, 666 OPS. So yeah, I, I would go with uh, Pena and Melendez there. I yeah, I agree. I we were talking before the show, and I was telling you about how uh, I was like in that Twitter. I don't even want to call it a debate. Like it was like a discussion about shortstops and ADPs mm-hmm. and all that. And one of the guys that the other person was arguing was worth their ADP more was somebody that stole more bases. And I just said, you know what? At the end of the year, Jeremy Pena is going to be a guy that will probably hit you 20 home runs and steal you 15 bases with the new rules. And he can be had for, I think his ADP is like 100 or 110 or something like that. So with an ADP of like 100 to 110, getting him for a 17th or 18th round pick in your keeper league, that's, that's good value. And then Nick Lodolo, I'm still, I was so high coming into this year on Nick Lodolo until we had Nick from pitcher list on here. And he was so not up on <laughs> Nick Lodolo. And it has made me second guess everything I thought about pitchers after that. But yeah, I, I like Melen- Melendez and Pena. Melendez is my sixth ranked catcher who I think has top five potential. So I think those are the best choices there. It's, and it's weird because we'll go... uh, Fantasy Pros has Pena 125, Lodolo 126, Vaughn 135, and then Melendez 145. So maybe wow, maybe people are just buying into Lodolo more than every more than we are. I guess he he had better numbers last year than I thought. I didn't realize his ERA was 3.66, 131 strikeouts and 103 innings. This might just turn into a Reddit AMA part two based on how long this has taken there. <laughs> I'm or, okay with that. We got or, or we'll, we'll clip the draft as like a separate episode or something. Yeah, we got uh, we're back to waiting on four people. Back to four, yep. But I got plenty of questions. Why don't we knock out that question that we were saving? While we wait. All right. All right. Yeah, we, we can we can touch on that a little bit. I definitely do want to go um, deeper into that. It was something about do we still have it here on the show sheet. Um, no, we don't. Something about like basically what positions are you targeting early? Should you be targeting hitters versus pitchers? And if you're targeting hitters, what type of position should you be looking for? All right. But, here we go. Uh, I'm going into my second season and I started my draft with two starting pitchers, Burns and Bueller last season. I managed to win the league that year. I keep hearing that drafting starting pitchers early over batters isn't necessarily the best choice. So I'm considering drafting a few batters first. Which position is the most scarce for talent? Should I or should filling a scarce spot take importance over talent in other positions? Or should I stick with drafting good pitchers early over batters? First of all, if you drafted Burns and Bueller as your pick number one and pick number two and you still won like walker bueller didn't even pitch like 80 percent of the year last year yeah and you still won the league that is incredible props to you and it sounds like your league mates should probably listen to our podcast to get some better (laughs) fantasy advice and do a better job of drafting their teams Mm -hmm. next year but what what's your thinnest position that you've noticed so far I mean, it's always catcher, but outside of catcher, I think it, it has to be second base. Because even the best second baseman, you don't think of as second baseman. You have Trey Turner, who's primarily a shortstop. You have Mookie Betts, who's primarily an outfielder. Um, yeah, but looking at 
most leagues are 12 people. So the 12th best shortstop on, on uh, Fantasy Pros is 139 overall. There's only eight uh, second basemen in the top 100. Pretty sure there's at least all 12 first basemen, top 12 are in the top 100. Um, third base is... Third base is kind of scarce too. Uh, there's there's a, a a good high tier there of like Jose Ramirez down to Austin Riley, Nolan Arenado. So I'd probably say second and third base are, are my two primary concerns. But also outfield. Outfield is is definitely something people think like, okay, I can just get you know an outfielder late and it'll be okay. But no, you you want to make sure you have at least one, if not two, stud outfielders at the top twenty five, top thirty outfielders. Yeah, I agree. And just something that I just noticed as I scroll down to the ADP board right now, Stephen Kwan is the 27th ranked outfielder, ADP of 100, pretty much 120. That's like, what's that, a tenth, ninth, tenth round pick for somebody that was at the end of the year, over the last like 30 days, he was the fourth overall player in points leagues. And he was the fifth overall outfielder last year in points leagues. And he's all the way down as the 27th best outfielder. That's the keep an eye on that. You points leagues people. Yeah. Stephen Kwan is someone that I, I've drafted a, a decent amount in my uh, slow, slow draft best ball ones. I, I don't know what to make of him. Like he doesn't have the power. That's why people stay away from him probably, but he hit 298, um, 89 runs. Stolen bases 19. That's gonna do something. 25 doubles. I think that's that's pretty good. Uh, doesn't strike out much. Has a hundred hundred percentile K rate. Um, whiff rate 100 percentile. Walk rate 67th. Expected batting average 82nd. Does not hit the ball hard at all. Average exit velocity is <laughs> third percentile. So he's gonna have to use his speed and take advantage of the uh, bigger bases maybe a little bit. Because I'm. I don't know what to make of him. It's a good lineup, though, out there in Cleveland with uh, Ramirez and having Bell now there as well. Yeah, he's going to hit for good average, not strike out a lot. It's like a points league player's dream. Especially um, his 9.7% walk rate last year was actually the lowest he's ever had at any level in any year. So if he can expand on that and even boost his walk, walk rate more, he could be set. But, yeah, I he seems like a... Man, he seems like a damn good outfielder to have this year. So seeing him not far down the ADP thing kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, what do we got for Steamer uh, Asm at 283, 29 doubles, six triples, and 11 home runs? If he hits double-digit home runs, that would be big. Yeah, I think Quan's a, a great like second outfielder to get. Like, get one of those big boppers up top in the first or second round, first three rounds, and then target Quan in ninth. Eighth, ninth, tenth round, and hopefully you can you can get him. Then you have a, a power hitter that hopefully hits for average as well, along with Quan, who's going to get your runs and and keep that average up. Speaking of points leagues, another question for you: What do you think of Adolis Garcia in points leagues this year? Steamer has him as the 68th outfielder, and while I get his batting average may not be great, it seems like the dude who is all but a lock for 25 plus bombs and 25 plus stolen bases should be a little higher, especially while hitting in the heart of a new look Rangers team. I ask because I can keep him for $12 in a $300 budget league. Wait, he's, he's how far down on, on steamer? They said he's 68th on steamer in outfield. Yeah. For outfielders. Well, he's 
15th outfielder on Fantasy Pros. Overall, he's 52nd. Does he mean like he's... Let, let me look up these... I, uh, I, I think he's these, going just strictly off Steamer projections. Does, does Steamer have like the... the I guess he does have the, the like the best ones here. They have the numbers. Um, but that, that's also by war, I think. Does that also factor in like the defense when you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's in everything. His defense is negative four point five. His offense is negative point three. They project him to hit twenty seven home runs. They project him to uh, eighty six RBIs, seventeen stolen bases, seventy four runs, hit um, two thirty three. Um. I think he's probably worth keeping. He had 31 home runs two years ago, 27 last year with 101 RBIs. And yeah, as he said, it's a it's an improved or not necessarily improved, but just again, hopefully Seager and Semyon can keep taking those steps forward, feeling more comfortable in Texas, and Garcia's can take advantage of that. Yeah, and then especially I played in a lot of points auction leagues. Twelve dollars is one of those prices that feels like that's what he's worth. Like, it, it doesn't seem necessarily like it's uh, I don't think you're stealing him for $12 in a points league because that K rate is bad, which is not good in the points leagues. But he uh, he has that upside. I think he was what? Wasn't he the first person last year to uh, 2020? 20 home runs, 20 so- stolen bases. So he has the offensive firepower that... I hate to say that that lineup is better just because fuck everybody else in the division, <laughs> but it, he's going to have the ability to rack up the counting stats. Mm-hmm. I just want to see if he can boost that average a little and bring that K rate down even just a little bit, like just a little less strikeouts would be so beneficial to him because points league, every strikeout's negative one point. So if you strike out 150 times in the season, you just dinged yourself. 150 points right out of the gate where somebody like Stephen Kwan might Stephen Kwan might strike out 70 times in the season. I'm just making up a number off the top of my head. And all of a sudden that's a 80 point difference that he has on you. So it goes a long way really quickly. And yeah, I think, I think 12 is a, it's an okay price. Yeah. 12, 12 on a 300 budget is like 4%, which is if it's a 25 man roster, that's, what the average price should be for somebody. And yeah, I think he's good. To, I'm not sure if has a keeper league where he's keeping him or, or what it is, but I think Garcia is a, a, a good guy at $12. Back down to three people for the draft. Back down to three. For... I, I, I saw that. I was, I was going to not mention it to jinx it there, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. I know the people are waiting on the edge of their seat for that one. Um, let me get another Wait, question. What what, what, uh, what position are you targeting? The last question. You didn't you didn't say anything. Oh, what you're thinking? Outfield for me. Outfield, 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 outfield. And I'm falling in love with Jazz Chisholm after last episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm. What's Jazz Chisholm's ADP? Let me see. I have it. I have it up right here. Right. Chisholm's ADP. Forty nine. Mm-hmm. I okay. Hey, there's a reality where I would be incredibly happy if I went outfield first round, outfield second round, Jazz Chisholm in the third round, Jazz because I already know. Round. I already know, like fourth round, I can take Christian Javier is there in every fourth round. Alec Manoa is there in every fourth round. 
I, I'm incredibly comfortable with either one of those guys being my SP1. So if I go outfield, outfield, and then jazz, I'm going to be jazzed about my team. <laughs> that was corny as fuck. I, but I had to. I like paused for a second where I was like, don't say it. And I was like, I got to say it. Uh-huh. I, I would be excited. It's it's tough because, as we said, he, he broke his back. He had like a torn meniscus. So it's a pick where you could either look look great or look really dumb because he could just get hurt again. And then that's a third round pick that, that goes to waste. But I don't know. Could he end up being like a like a first round talent? I don't know if there's there's upside there with with him in the third round. I mean, he I has 30, 30 upside. Oh, yeah. But let me let me look just. Let me look on NFBC, like who's around him. Um, him or Ozzy Albies? I guess you take him. Albies coming off injury too. Him or Altuve? Him. Ooh. Okay. I think there, there it depends on what outfielders you had to see if you got you got safer ones. Like uh, I think Altuve is safer, but Chisholm is. I mean, I guess most most drafts happen anyway during spring training, so you'll see how he's playing there, but. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Jazz coming into this season, but I'm looking at like the uh, the first baseman here. I don't know if I'm comfortable having one of these guys down on the Fantasy Pros rankings from nine down to twelve or thirteen as like my primary first baseman. Like the the top five are all in the top twenty four overall. Then you got Matt Olson, Kyle Schwarber, Will Muto, who's going to be playing catcher. Yeah, Pasquantino, Jose Abreu, Nathaniel Lowe, CJ Crone, Reese Hoskins, Chris Bryant, Christian Walker. I guess there's enough there where, where you can get some value out of those guys around pick 100 if you want to wait for that. But I think first base, like, would you rather have Pete Alonso or CJ Crone? I think you'd much rather have Pete Alonso. And that's. Yeah, absolutely. That may only end up being not a few round difference, but maybe only four or five round difference. So it really depends. It really depends how the draft goes. Yeah, and then like even who would you rather have, uh, Vinny Pasquantino or Christian Walker? Um, it depends on the team makeup. Uh, uh, I think Vinny Pasquantino definitely has a higher ceiling. I'm not as familiar with him as you are. I think I remember Eric Cross brought him up. Uh, let me look at his numbers. Hey, Eric loves him some Vinny. Seventy-two games, ten home runs. So that's that's not great. What what am I missing here? Does he have good like uh, baseball savant? Does he have good uh, low, low K rate, high walk rate, uh, hits for a solid amount of doubles, if I remember correctly. And let me pull him up as well. He's he's a, uh, I mean, in points leagues at least he's a top tier first baseman solely on the fact that a lot of first basemen have um, strikeout issues. It's a they're big boppers. That's kind of just what mm-hmm. what the position is. He only had an 11.4% K rate, 11.7% walk rate. He hit 295, 10 doubles, 10 home runs. So, like, nothing necessarily to write home about, but he's shown some power in the minors. Kind of running through this real quick. Shown some power in the minors. I mean, he hit over between the two levels last year, he hit 28 home runs. In 2021, he hit 24 in 116 games. So he has he does have the ability to get you twenty to twenty five home runs. The Royals surprisingly are their lineup at least is fun. It's not good by any means, but it's fun. They got Bobby Witt, they got Pasquantino, like they have some young guys that actually have some hitting ability. Their pitching sucks ass, which is gonna hold them back. They're like the reverse uh 
Miami Marlins who have like this crazy pitching and then their team just sucks. But yeah, I, I think he is he's one of those guys that's he has a high floor. His ceiling might be a bit limited in most league types, but he has a very high floor. Christian Walker, I think, just has a very high ceiling because he showed last year like he could he could just come out and hit 40 home runs again this year. Who knows if he will, because that was really the only year he's gone off that crazy. But <clears throat> it, it comes down to if you're a, a, a high ceiling guy or a high floor guy for your team makeup. Yeah, and, and like Pasquantino, you could probably get in the eighth round. His ADP is 93. That's the end of the middle, end, middle of the eighth there. And Christian Walker's down at 138. So that's probably 10th, 11th round. So it's a, a two round difference there in kind of the meat of the draft. But would you rather have like Pasquantino or Nathaniel Lowe, Jose Abreu? Those are three guys all within like the same round range there. Pasquantino, oh, 93, and then uh, Lowe and Abreu are both 104. I think I like Abreu out of those three. He, he's. Yeah, I think I like Abreu out of those three also. Like, I don't know if he'll be able to reach. No, he thir- 33 home runs again, like he d- did twice, but he has done. He had 30 home runs, 2021, 20, 117 RBIs. I think Houston, I don't know how the ballpark factors say, but I mean, the short porch Craw- Crawford boxes in left field should help him out. That improved lineup, um, possible any, uh, Tipping pitches or cameras at Minute Maid Park could help him out as well. <laughs> Trash games yeah, I mean, that might show up. He's, he's, he's projected to hit fifth in the lineup, but he's projected to hit ahead of Kyle Tucker and behind Jordan Alvarez. That, that, and then Jeremy Pena is seventh. The Astros are just absolutely insane. Which I hate to admit. I Oh, fuck the Astros, man. <laughs> but they are so good. They're so good. Jose Abreu, we talked about him few episodes ago so i feel like we've talked about like every baseball player but we definitely, he, we definitely have not uh, you know what that's my goal before the season starts but yeah he he has a he had a weird year only 15 home runs i think the baseball savant expected home runs thing for playing in houston had him at like 22 so it's like a 50 percent increase for playing over there I like him better than Vinny Pasquantino just because he has 30 home run upside and he'll probably hit for about the same average. He's going to strike out more, but that's okay because he's plays in a lineup where he could close his eyes and knock in 100 runs. And there's not many guys in many lineups that you can say have that ability. So yeah, I would take, I would take Jose Abreu over that. But one person I wanted to ask you about, we did have a couple smaller moves. That have happened the last couple okay. of days. There's one that happened right before we started recording. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. I'm not going to mention it yet. But I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Adam Duvall to the Giants? Oh, is that where he signed? Oh, no, the Red Giants? Sox. Red Sox. Oh, I was about to say. Red Sox. I, that's what I thought, yeah. Adam Duvall to, to the Red Sox, uh, I guess. So is he going to start in the outfield? DH for them. Um, Fangraphs has him playing center field. Can he play defense? Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, actually, that might be the only thing he's good at. <laughs> in 2021, his defensive war was nine uh, on fantasy on Fangrass. I got everything mixed up today, <laughs> as usual. Yeah, like his defensive war was nine, so maybe he plays okay. Uh, outfield? I, I don't even know if he's worth talking about. His ADP on uh, NFBC is 652. 
So like very draftable. <laughs> Let me see where he is. He's the 165th sixth best outfielder on um, fantasy pros. Also, this is this is before he joined the Red Sox, so it will probably go up a bit. But like he's he's not fantasy relevant unless you're in like a deep five outfielder league, and and even then, who knows? And just just on that disrespect, Adam Duvall's defense, according to Baseball Savant, he's actually a pretty good defender. Outfielder jump in the 74th percentile, arm strength in the 78th percentile, outs above average in the 88th percentile. The man plays good defense. He can't swing and actually hit a pitch to save his life, but he what plays is pretty the, good defense. What's the move that happened right before he came on? Oh, is it uh, Chapman? Is that what you're going to say? Araldis Chapman. I don't even remember who he signed with. The he Royals, I think. The Royals, I think for like $3 million, I think I saw. Who, who's our closer right now? Barlow? Because Chapman yeah. will... Be a setup guy there. Oh, they have Chapman and Amir Garrett now. Do not get into a uh, bean battle with with the, <laughs> with the Royals. They'll just take on your your whole dugout. Amir Garrett loves himself some Washington State. I follow him on Twitter, and he, uh, I swear to God, he's always out here. He just came to Leavenworth. I don't know if that's something that everybody in the United States has heard of, but he just came to Leavenworth last month and was talking about like where are some great places to check out with my family when I'm out there. Leavenworth is like this. Uh, City or it's a town that we have out here in the middle of like we have the Cascade Mountains that run through the state, which separate eastern Washington, Washington. In the middle of the mountains is this town called Leavenworth, and they turned it into like this old German style town. And in Christmas time is something that people fly in from like all over the world to go visit because they turn the whole thing pretty much into like the North Pole. And it is the coolest thing. If you want to stay there in a hotel, it's going to cost you like 800 bucks a night. It's going to cost a fortune. Thankfully, I live within somewhat of a driving distance. It takes like two hours to get there, but it's the coolest place. I remember going as a kid and going to the saltwater taffy store there. That's like my biggest memory from there. Oh, Cause yeah. it's, I mean, it's probably been like, probably been like 20 years since I've been there, but. Yeah, apparently he went and he loved it, and it's a cool ass place. And there's my Amir Garrett story. For how, how, how far is that from uh, Seattle? That was like two, two hours. hours. Two hours. May have yeah. to, uh, come out, come out there. We got the Winter Classic at uh, T-Mobile, T-Mobile Park Ooh. next year. Maybe come out for uh, go to that nice Christmas village. Go to go to Winter Classic. Be a nice uh, little winter getaway. You should do it because actually, Seattle might be closer than where I live because. I just random talk right now. Seattle might be closer than where I live because in Seattle, you can just hop on I-90 in Seattle and go straight out to Leavenworth. Mm. So that might be quicker than the four freeways I have to hop on <laughs> to get onto I-90 <laughs> to get out there. But what are we down to two people right now? We're, we're down to waiting, one person. Waiting for one person. This is why I'm trying to keep the baseball talk light because, I mean, at this point, we've probably recorded enough to, to be an actual podcast without the draft. So. I, I I honestly think we may end up just doing the draft as like a separate separate little clip to for people if they want to listen to that. Like it's a nice, like, nice little uh, second part of the AMA. Hopefully this uh, this draft starts soon because I, I was expecting it to be almost <laughs> over by now. So um, yeah, I like I like it, it, we'll probably I just gonna have to keep this episode kind of some Reddit questions, but. Since uh, this episode didn't quite go as planned, just because, come on, people, join these best ball drafts. This yeah. seems like such a fun idea. We will do this. Let's let's make this another episode this week. Let's do a best ball draft. That'll be our, another episode this week for the people. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and then to tease some stuff that we have coming, um, 
I am forever asking people to come on this this show as a guest. Um, I've made some cool friends in the industry so far. Uh, I've got uh, our first former major league player is going to come on the podcast. I don't want to give a name because that fully ruins it. But we got a former major <laughs> league player that uh, is coming on. We're shooting for next week. Mm-hmm. Little teaser. Just waiting to hear back from him again. Um, so next week we'll probably have a former major leaguer on. I this is one of those days where I wish I didn't record in my bedroom because I'd be like, hey, you could just come come to the studio and do all this. But nah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, hey, you want to come in my come in my bedroom and talk on the podcast? My <laughs> not doing that. But yeah, so we got him. We have some other people within the industry that yeah. are gonna come on. We have like a full lineup. We're gonna be on another podcast. Doing our first guest spot uh, in the second week of February. I'll just lay our schedule out for people just so they kind of yeah. can get a feeling what we got coming. Uh, we're going to end up having uh, Mike Curland from the Athletic Fantasy and Gaining the Edge Fantasy. He's going to come on and talk to us, talk some baseball. Cool guy. He's been uh, experimenting with a lot of he's making his own projection systems and things and trying to see if he can fine tune some for himself that kind of give him the edge over everybody else since everybody kind of uses the everybody uses steamer and zips and uh all those ones so he's kind of making his own and he's been putting some of his findings out on twitter recently which is kind of a cool thing to go check out uh we're gonna have uh sheffield gary sheffield jr's coming back on at the end of the month first time recurring guest can't wait i can't either and then uh, David Mendelson from Triple Play Fantasy, he's going to come back on as well. Or not back on, he's going to come on as well for the first time. So we have some bigger names in the industry that are going to come on and kind of share some of their wisdom and insights with us and our listeners. And I love the packed schedule that we have leading up into the real fantasy baseball draft season. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, we you know, we started with our catcher rankings last week, two weeks ago, whenever that was. We're going to... Keep moving on with that position by position as we uh, move along here. Probably get more in-depth into that as the draft season really starts to ramp up in February and March especially. But, yeah, plenty of uh, ranking talk, plenty of just draft strategy. Like kind of we talked about a little bit today, like what, what kind of positions are you targeting? Like you said, you're going outfield, outfield, middle infielder, pitcher. Like like you're, you already have like your first four or five things uh, set. But you also have to... But we'll also have an episode like, okay, you have this plan going into the draft. You, if something goes awry and there's someone falls down to you and you have to call an audible, like what, how you shouldn't be set in, in your just one way with like, okay, this is what I'm going to draft. This is how I'm going to follow it. You have to be, you have to be flexible when you're uh, drafting any fantasy sport, but I think especially fantasy baseball. Yeah. Cause like there, like for me, there are guys that like I really don't want on my team at all, but in some crazy world, if they drop, five rounds below their expected place where they would be you all of a sudden you got to start to think like okay I'm, i really didn't want them on my team but then it just quickly becomes it's too dumb of a pick to not make like you know you might not want them you kind of have to take them because they're just they're not they're not as enticing for you but they're enticing for your lineup and speaking of our position rankings i was thinking initially we had talked about like doing skipping to first base next uh, with our guest that should be coming on next week, I feel like he knows a little bit about playing outfield. So maybe, maybe we could talk some outfield rankings with him next week. 
Okay, yeah. I feel I feel like Outfield's kind of tougher to put in a podcast format unless you do like every different different tiers for different episodes. But I feel like there's a enough to de- definitely enough more than enough Outfield talk to go around. Yeah, we can pick his brain a little bit, see who he likes, who he doesn't like. Maybe give us a little story or two from his awesome playing days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on that note. I think we're going to call that the episode right there. Yeah, it's, uh, we, we tried. We tried to do a best ball draft uh, this episode, but be on the lookout for that probably coming very soon. Yep, it'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow or this weekend, we'll probably have it out there for you guys. Uh, but, I mean, like we always talk about, come check us out on the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Just type that right into your Internet browser. It'll pull up our Discord right there. Join. We got over 3,000 people in there talking about everything you can imagine. Sports betting, fantasy sports, baseball, hockey, basketball, NASCAR, F1, golf, anything you could ever want. We're talking about all of it. You can catch me in there, catch Ryan in there. Just another great place to talk to us about some baseball if you want. Talk to Ryan about hockey. That man knows his hockey. You can talk to me about the Kraken because that's not about all the all the hockey I know. But crack, crack, baby. <laughs> but you can also follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S-O-P. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.